Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. First, folks, my uh, condolences to the Trump family. Uh, lost their mother last night, Ivana Trump, Eric, Ivanka, Don Jr., uh, and to uh, Don Trump, uh, Donald J. Trump as well. Uh, his first wife, Ivana Trump, my condolences go out to you. And, uh, of course, the response from the left was, again, deranged and disgusting. Be kind of the theme of today's show that these people are exactly who you think they are, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a lot to get to today on this Friday. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've got the ongoing, unfolding environmental disaster happening overseas that would be a warning sign to normal people that the Green New Deal might be a bad idea. But we're not dealing with normal people. We're dealing with what, fellas? Leftists. There's a big difference. Got that and a lot more, including an update on, is this really working, all the attacks on Donald Trump? It's interesting because an actual journalist who's not a conservative has an interesting take on this. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. It's Friday. Yeah. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah. Friday always feels good. Yes, Make sir. sure you catch my show tomorrow night on uh, Fox at 9 p.m. unfiltered. I've got a DEA agent on talk about the poisoning fentanyl crisis going on in the country. And I've got a very popular guest I've had uh, a couple of uh, times on, on radio and TV, Hugh Ross, an astrophysicist. Remember all those pictures that just came out about, oh, here's the, here's the, uh, yeah. here's the constellation where Han Solo flew through. It took seven parsecs to fly here. All these great pictures are coming out from the yeah. Webb telescope. Lefties are like, look, there's no God. Here are the pictures. Hugh Ross has a different take. Every time I have a mob, people go crazy over the appearance. He'll be on my Fox show. So check that out. Listen, I had to start with a little bit of a dour note on Friday. First, again, my condolences to the Trump family on your significant loss. Uh, Ivana Trump uh, at 73, which these days is quite young, uh, tragically passed yesterday. It was a shock to me. I'm, I'm uh, pretty close with some members of the Trump family, but um, this, I don't know what happened. I have no details on that, nor should I be privy to them. It's not my business. But uh, it's really uh, it's a, ter- a terrible story. So I'm going to get to the Democrat reaction in a minute. But I just want to start with something. You know, I share a lot with you here. I don't mean to get off track. But, um, you know, listen, uh, parenting is really tough. He's like, what is he talking about? It just is. Uh, it's really, really hard. You can do everything you think you're doing right. And then things just break bad. And you just, there's no easy answer. I mean, I really wish there was a handbook for this, but I'll just leave it at this. I know I'm being uh, kind of cryptic about it, but Joe was there. I've been there. There's, there's no 12-step program. There's no manual, like, no. if this happens, go to page 26.2. Uh, all you can do is love your, your kids. That's all you can do, your sons and daughters, is love them as much as you can love them and do everything you can. But it's your most important job, and I'll tell you, at times is the most rewarding, but it's also sometimes the most draining. It's been, uh, it's been a rough run. I'm having like, a really tough time, and uh, it's, I, I, it's, um, 
I hope it doesn't, uh, hope it doesn't show. I mean, I, I, I'm that's all right. I got to move on. So listen, we're dealing with people on the left, as you've seen, who are obviously, um, abiding by my golden rule of analyzing libs, which is this. We think liberals are people with bad ideas. Liberals don't think the same of you. Liberals think you're bad people with ideas. Now, I'll say, because I get a lot of feedback when I say this, that yes, I'm starting to recognize as well the evil that is pervasive. It was always on the radical left, but the evil starting to filter in through larger, larger swaths of the left that they may be bad people with bad ideas. The point of me saying that golden rule is liberals don't care about what your ideas are. It doesn't even matter. We actually care about their ideas and debating them. I can prove it. We do it all the time. They'll be like, we want to raise taxes. And what you'll watch the show and be like, well, here's where this is a bad idea. We, Joe, we do it all the time. Here's what they yeah. did last time. Here's what happened. So but they don't care. Do you understand they're not interested in the data? They're not interested. They're intellectuals. They're smarter than you. I'll get to that in a second. They're smarter than you. They think you're an idiot. They don't care about data. It doesn't matter. They're right. You're wrong. Shut your mouth. Here, Occupy Democrats, a sick group of sociopaths on Twitter. So Ivana Trump dies, and here's what Occupy Democrats, as I said, a rather sick group of sociopaths that would be a good idea to put out. Breaking. Ivana Trump, Donald's first wife, and the mother of the monstrous Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric dies at age 73. Folks, these people are exactly who you think they are. They are genuinely awful, evil human beings who think the worst of you and don't care about your ideas. They are who we think they are. Also, the media, they are who you think they are as well. Don Lemon over at CNN. This is a really troubling clip because he really exposes the whole media game right here. Don Lemon is upset. I wanted to show you this because CNN has a new boss and CNN's new boss has said this. He said, listen, we need to start focusing more on news. I don't know their boss. I don't work for CNN. I don't care to. But we're getting too much into crazed opinion. So Don Lemon, who is a total lunatic, who I fought with on his show many times in viral clips, the media is who you think they are, too. I want you to watch this short clip. I don't play the whole thing. It's about 30 seconds of what's a minute-plus long clip. But ask yourself, you think they're activists. They think they're journalists, right? Are they who you think they are, or are they who they think they are? Listen to this clip by Don Lemon, who's saying, we've got to hold Republicans accountable for this, this, and this. Notice how he never mentions Democrats at all. And I want you to ask yourself, are these the words of an activist? Or are they the words of who you think they are or who they think they are, a journalist? Clearly, these are the words of an activist. Check this out. We sit around and we talk about these things and we, we want to give this false equivalence to Democrats and Republicans. That is not where we are right now. Republicans are doing something that is very dangerous to our society. And we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that as Americans. We must acknowledge that as journalists, because if we don't, we're not doing our jobs. We cannot sit here and pretend like, well, yeah, Republicans, it's a cut them a break. Let's we want to hear whatever. They have a lot to answer for in this moment. If we don't acknowledge as journalists that <laughs> Republicans, Joe, are genuinely awful people, we're not doing our jobs. That's right. Activists. Because you're not journalists, you're <laughs> yes. activists. Are they who you think they are or are they who they think they are? They are who you think they are. They are who Occupy Democrats are, genuinely evil sociopaths, and they're media people who will cover up for Democrats at all costs because their only goal, he's admitting, is to try to hold Republicans accountable. Notice he doesn't, he doesn't focus on the other side. Here, here's one more, just starting the show. 
showing you here how these people are exactly who you think they are, and this evil is getting pervasive. Here's fake Indian Elizabeth Warren, who's lied about everything in her pedigree to get ahead, to abuse the system and take advantage of your sympathies in an identity politics era to get ahead because she has no value added to society whatsoever. Hey, uh, let's get a beer, Hubs. Remember that? Can we want a beer? Uh, no, Liz, we don't really drink beer. You just bought that for the commercial. Here's Elizabeth Warren again, doubling down on crisis pregnancy centers whose only goal, only goal is to support women who are pregnant and to incentivize them to not kill the child, which is a pretty laudable goal. Not for Liz Warren, because they are who you think they are. Liz Warren needs those babies to die. No, Dan, you can't say that. You don't need me to say it. She says it herself. Check this out. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. To torture a pregnant person. This is a sick, a genuinely sick, evil human being. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person by providing diapers and clothing in the event you can incentivize them to not kill the baby. All right, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just wanted to open the show because I'm just upset this morning about where we are with these people, that we're still, there's still a, a, the, the dispatch side and the Jonah Goldberg side of our movement who really believes that we're dealing with sane people on the left anymore. We're not. They're first order thinker, folks. They never, ever say, and then what? They're fake intellectuals. How do I know that? Because the evidence is everywhere. All of their policy prescriptions they propose, if they just would have said, okay, we're going to do this and then what, we would have escaped the consequences and horror of what they wanted to do in the first place. Defund the police. And then what? Then we'd have no police. And then what? And then people get raped, robbed, and killed. And then what? And then they're probably going to get upset at, uh, and they're the, the surviving family members that someone's been killed. Okay, then what? See, these are the things conservatives do, liberals never do. I see these stories all the time about then what? There's an article in the Wall Street Journal by James Freeman. It's called Inflation Fighter. But down halfway through the piece, he transitions over into energy policy with the left and their love affair with solar panels. Again, did anybody say then what when they thought of this policy? Did you guys know that these solar panels, they have roughly a 25-year life cycle before they have to be discarded? I guess nobody thought of that. I guess nobody on the left, the intellectual class, said then what? They are who you think they are. First order morons. Look at this. Freeman notes that beginning in 2006, California focused on how to incentivize people to take up solar power, showered subsidies on homeowners who installed the panels, but had no comprehensive plan to dispose of these solar panels. Now the panels purchased under those programs are at the end of their 25-year life cycle. Many are winding up in landfills where components that contain toxic heavy metals, such as selenium and cadmium, can contaminate groundwater. You see, nobody thought of that. Nobody thought of that. If you would have said, then what? Realizing that there's always going to be a trade-off, and you would have spoken to people honestly instead of considering conservatives 
people with bad ideas or, or bad people with ideas, excuse me, instead of actually addressing the ideas and debating it, maybe you would have listened to them when they said, hey, guys, libs, there's trade-offs to everything. Have you considered the environmental consequences of clearing all the land you need to clear for solar? In addition, how are you going to dispose of some of this stuff, the toxic chemicals in there? When you don't say then what, and you think conservatives are bad people with ideas, you don't debate the ideas, and this is what happened. These are the environmentalists. You got to read that piece, by the way. It's by Freeman in today's journal. He talks about how even leftists are acknowledging now that this environmental movement has turned into a total grift. There's a quote in there. It's all about the money. You know, Thomas Sowell had something to say about this. He's a great thinker. I, I like to inject uh, Thomas Sowell segments once in a while because he's one of the great thinkers of our time. Thomas Sowell has, 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 has written books about the folly of liberal intellectuals who, again, may be good at brain surgery, but don't know how to change your oil. There's a difference. There's a difference from being a thinker, by the way, and a doer as well. The left is populated with what they call thinkers, right? Thinkers and doers uh, versus doers and intellectuals. I, I, I can't think of a better example of this than the AOCs. The left thinks of her, this double-digit IQ idiot, thinks of her like one of the great thinkers of our time. She's never done anything. You have to understand, the woman has no significant accomplishments at all. No business building, no entrepreneurial skills, no life skills or nothing. She is stuck as a teen. She's a teeny bopper from the 90s. She's sitting there with that pop magazine posters on her wall of like Kirk Cameron or something. She's stuck in that era, but she's a thinker to them. She's a thinker, an intellectual. That's why they love her. She's got like 70 million followers or whatever in social media. They love her because she's never actually done anything. And when you haven't actually done anything, there's no consequences for your actions because you can think all you want without having to do something and see if what you do, do, the result of it will actually be a success. Here's Thomas Sowell talking about exactly that. Listen to every word of this. This is important. Check this out. In intellectuals and society, whom do you mean? I mean, people whose end products are ideas. Uh, there are other people, people with great uh, intelligence whose end products are things like the Salk vaccine. Uh, a a research scientist is not necessarily an intellectual. That's right. He, he, an engineer isn't necessarily right. an intellectual. That's right. Because the engineer is, is judged by uh, the end product, uh, which is not simply ideas. If he builds a building that collapses, it doesn't matter how brilliant his idea was, uh, he's ruined. Uh, conversely, if an intellectual who's brilliant has an, has an idea to, for rearranging society, and that ends in disaster, he pays no price at all. So beautifully said. I mean, study every word this guy's written. Well, he's not going to be with us much longer, Thomas Sowell. He's in his 90s. And let me tell you something. This guy was a gift to society. Study every single word, all his books, Vision of the Anointed, Conflict of Visions. Study his uh, thesis on Say's Law. The man is a genius. That's the problem with the left. They've fallen in love with the intellectual, the AOCs, the Liz Warrens. Believe me, I'm using that term loosely. You get the point. They think they really admire these people, think they're great thinkers of our time. These are people who've never accomplished a single thing in their entire life. They've never constructed a table. They've never used carpentry skills to build a house. They've never piloted a plane. They don't understand because there'd be consequences for their dreadful failure to accomplish anything in life, like crashing the darn plane if they tried to do it. 
The left is guided by these people. They never have to say then what ever. And they never suffer consequences for any of their actions because they don't engage in any actions. They just engage in talk. If they just would have said then what and paid a price for these actions, we'd be done with these people. They'd never see another uh, uh, elected office again. I want to get to more of this in a second, including an article at, uh, at Hot Air about if you just would have said then what before the thinkers, the Bidens, the AOCs and the Liz Warrens and Bernie Sanders, people who've never done a damn thing in their life, people who told us to spend trillions of dollars because government somehow can magically create prosperity. If they just would have said then what, maybe we wouldn't find ourselves in this dreadful economic situation. A number came out yesterday I want to address after the podcast. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So after the show yesterday, another devastating inflation number broke. You know I love economics because economics is... Everything flows from economics. How we make financial decisions to determine what resources we want and don't want is only the most important thing collectively we should be thinking about, right? When you intercept that, you do top-down economics where the government tells you what you want. Nobody wants it. Hot air. Breaking. Bidenflation pushes producer price index up 11.3%. Their inputs, what producers are paying to sell products and make products to you, is eventually going to filter its way down to the CPI, the consumer price index, meaning things will likely They may not get worse than 9%. They may, but they're going to stabilize, I believe. And we'll see if I'm, you know, I'm willing to put my name to things, unlike uh, some of these other intellectuals who say stuff and then run from it. I think inflation is going to stabilize around, it could get worse, but between 7% and higher for the coming months. Folks, that's devastating. I mean, prices would double in 10 years by just simple math, right? And you say, oh, it's not going to go on for 10 years. Oh, it did in the 70s. Those kind of levels. Here's the uh, one of the Obama uh, Biden, excuse me, Biden administration's economics czars, Gene Sperling. He's on Fox and he's asked a pretty simple question. You know, hey man, how how did you guys miss this? And watch him just completely lie right to your face, and there'll be no consequence for this whatsoever. Suggesting that there was some mass consensus that inflation was going to stabilize. There was only a mass consensus amongst the liberal economists he sought out because they didn't want to talk to conservatives. Why? Because they think conservatives are what? Bad people with ideas. So when you don't entertain the other side's ideas because you think they're bad people, you come up with sound bites like this, where Gene Sperling's like, well, we never heard that from anyone. Of course you didn't. You didn't talk to them. Check this out. The question that keeps coming up again and again is that the messages that we've received from all levels of the White House and Treasury have been wrong. So how did you all get this so wrong? 
Well, Martha, the things that the White House and the Treasury Department were saying last year, Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't stress this enough, reflected the overwhelming economic consensus in the private sector in the U.S. and other places around the world. It did not reflect that. It did not reflect the overwhelming consensus, even on the Democrat side, where people like Jason Furman, And Larry Summers, who had worked for Democrat administrations as prominent economists and thinkers, warned them that things weren't going to go the way they thought they were going to go if they spent all this money. I'm going to get to another story later in the show where they're still doubling down on this. They are who you think they are. Double-digit IQ, quote, intellectuals who suffer no consequences whatsoever for their bad ideas. Another piece that'll kick you right in the gonads. Piece from the journal about Sri Lanka. Their Green New Deal was a human disaster. Sri Lanka is a country that's collapsing right now. This was a rather middle-income country with a high literacy rate that is completely collapsing. So their president, Rajapaska, had to leave office here. He had to leave office in this middle-income country because the damage was done after he put this organic farming diktat out there because he's an intellectual. He's probably never actually been a farmer in his life. As a matter of fact, if you read the piece, he listened to other intellectuals who weren't farmers themselves who said, hey, chemical farming, don't worry about it. Let's just go organic countrywide. Well, their tea, uh, their tea crop crashed, other crops crashed, and now people are starving. They note in this piece that although Roger Pasca was like one of these intellectuals who loved other intellectuals, his scientific ineptitude was now matched by his economic illiteracy. Battling to salvage his political reputation, he agreed to compensate farmers for their losses on their crops. The bill for which totaled more than the money he ostensibly saved the country by banning imports of these chemical fertilizers in April of 2021. So just to be clear, He has to leave office. People start starving. The crops collapse. He loses money in what he thought was a money-saving venture by going organic. All of this happens. And yet you would think, if you read the piece, you would think that the intellectuals who propose this stuff would be backing away going, my gosh, we humiliated and embarrassed ourselves. No, no, they're not doing any of that. They're doubling down and they're saying, hey, listen, that organic farming thing, we should still try it. It's just these idiots who screwed it up every single time that happens, every time, because they never say then what? They'll never say then what for this either. L.A. Times, California cities ban new gas stations and battle to combat climate, combat climate change. Really? Has anybody thought this through? Whoa. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Oh. Dude. Now, so now, yeah. So, Joe, who do you think owns the the seventy, eighty thousand dollar Teslas? Rich people or poor folks? Just take a stab at it. We're going take a little bit. Rich folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go rich folks. Very good. Yes, Very good. Right. That's a good. I know you had a guess. You went out on a limb right there. That scared. would be rich folks. So the rich folks there, right, with the solar panels in California that they can't discard because it puts dangerous chemicals into the groundwater, and nobody really thought of that. They can charge their their Tesla with the groundwater polluting solar panels. They don't really care because it's not going to be that groundwater. You know why it's not going to be that groundwater, their groundwater, Joe? Because they have water filtration That's systems right. in their house. Unlike you, smellies. Unlike you, smellies. But the smellies who are driving the, you know, 2008 beater still, 
that's over 10 years old that takes gas. No gas stations for you. You'll have to drive more, a greater distance now to get gas because there's no gas station around your house pumping more what they call deadly emissions into the atmosphere because no one said, and then what? This is the life of the modern left. Here, one more. You want to keep going? Just the news. Bethany Bikley. Biden pursues more foreign oil despite an invite from U.S. producers. Biden's overseas right now, planting his lips on the ass of the Saudis, begging them to pump more oil. We are floating on right here and producing. We could produce right here. He doesn't want to produce it. Because the same idiots who told you to build the solar panels without a disposal plan, the same idiots who told you organic farming was the path to the future while starving the country out, the same idiots who tell you don't produce gas stations to make people drive farther and produce more vehicle emissions to fill up gas. These are the same idiots telling Biden, don't produce oil here. Go kiss the ass of the Saudis. And these are the same idiots, by the way who are running police departments in major cities and some of the same idiots who probably drink coffee at Starbucks every morning. I prefer Dunkin' Donuts coffee. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm out on the road, Starbucks went woke. Now it's paying the price for allowing its stores to become drug dens. Town Hall, Spencer Brown. Where are these Starbucks that are closing down because they're drug dens? Um, They're in... Martin County, Florida, Dallas, Texas. Just kidding. Just kidding. They're not. They're not there. No, they're not. They're not there. The Starbucks are in West Hollywood, California, LA, Santa Monica, Philadelphia, Portland, Seattle, Seattle, Everett, Concourse, Washington, D.C., and Union Station. What? They, Joe, that yeah, Joe, a- you've been to DC once or twice, right? I, mean, I saw yeah. you in DC once. Remember when we used to work over at CRTV? Yeah. You popped down there in the studio. Remember yeah. that we had some fun there. Yes, so you've did. been in DC, right? You've seen it many times. Many times. You have many times. Okay, more than once. I was unaware of that. Largely a liberal <laughs> area, correct? Big. Time. I'm just going to go out on a limb and Big say time. LA, Philadelphia, Portland. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird. You think Starbucks will come out and condemn all these liberal policies and all this stuff? I don't know. Probably not. Liberals certainly won't. They'll blame it on conservatives. They'll blame it on conservatives. Conservatives did it. Conservatives. Conservatives came in there just to do drugs, to embarrass Starbucks in liberal cities. That'll be the leftist comment. All right, let me get to my, uh, my uh, next sponsor. But uh, after I get to that, I want to get to this ad. It is a brutal takedown of Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom uh, oddly thought it was a good idea to start running political ads. The, tra- the, the, the tra- ongoing tragic governor of California, he wanted to run ads in Florida. Uh, no good. A brutal attack ad came out. You're really going to like this, I promise you. By the way, it's on my Bongino Report social media feeds. That's on. It's on Rumble, too. If you want to check it out on Rumble Bongino Report, you see it right there. That's where the video is. This is here. A, again, it's on our Rumble Bongino Report Rumble account. Check it out. This is a brutal hit on Newsom. Here's what they did. Gavin Newsom started running ads in Florida. He's probably going to run for president, hilariously asking Floridians to come back to or go to California, which is never going to happen. So what they did is they changed the voice, making it, if you watch the video, it's more powerful. But to make it sound like Gavin Newsom and uh, hilarity ensues after that. Check this out. It's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. 
Dictator Ron DeSantis incredibly lets you walk around without masks? That tyrant allows your kids to go to school during the pandemic, year two or four, or who the hell knows. I urge you living in Florida to join the fight. Or join us in California, where we'll take the money you earn and give it to people who don't work. Visit San Francisco, where you can walk through human feces. If you're lucky, you might step on a syringe. Check out Los Angeles, where gas is so expensive, your kids only need to skip a meal or two or ten to afford it. California, where freedom means lockdowns for you, while I go to the places you can't afford. Don't let them take your freedom. Come to California, where we'll take it, along with your money. They are who you think they are. Thank you. That's easily a Motley. Uh, yes, we haven't done that in a while. So that's easy. That I had one. someone sent me like a Muffley, uh, Muttley can over there. It's oh, yeah? freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> refreshingly fun. Hold on. A Muttley can. Someone sent this. I, it's a, uh, yeah, Funko Soda Muttley figurine. Is there anything in there? Very cool. Oh, there's something. I think there's an actual Muttley. There's definitely, listen to this. That's not liquid. <laughs> Whoever sent me this, send this. What's actually in here? The Funko Soda Muttley, because it's pretty funny. Oh, it's a it's a Muttley figure in here. How do we get the oh. Muttley out? We got a, yeah, we got a. That's right. You throw that over here. Yeah. Good. Uh, was, you hit, you hit the here, someone <laughs> sent us an actual Muttley too. A pet Muttley. We got a Muttley. Beautiful film. baby. Muttley everywhere. Muttley Phil. Hope you're okay, Muttley. It's all right. Oh, Don't worry. We won't send you to a hospital in California. But yeah. Gavin Newsom, again, proving to you again, these people suffer no consequences for their actions. The man has destroyed the state. He's the latest in a series of liberals who have buried what should be one of the world's, you know, wealthiest enclaves, California. Beautiful place, incredible weather, farmland all over the place. And what's the consequence they suffer for destroying it? He runs ads to run for president. They fail up every single time, proving my point. They are who you think they are. Pseudo-intellectual fakes who suffer no consequences for their actions. Uh, Matt Taibbi, by the way, has an interesting piece. Taibbi's an actual journalist. He's not a conservative. He has been asking questions for a long time. He's not a big conservative here, right? He's a journalist. He's been asking a lot of questions about the Trump administration and elsewhere. And he has a substack up saying, what has Trump's endless prosecution accomplished? He covers the endless litany of we got him now. The walls are closing in. Now he's done. This is it. It's over. The John Dean moment, it's a Watergate moment, worse than Watergate. Tabby says, well, do you have them? From Nader to Michael Cohen to Hope Hicks to Mike Flynn to Don McGahn to Alexander Vindman to Cassidy Hutchinson, a long list of others, we've been told the key bearer of secrets had turned state's evidence and the John Dean moment was here. He asked, do you remember the New Yorker article from the summer of uh, 2018? Alan Weisselberg, the man who knows Donald Trump's financial secrets, has agreed to become a cooperating witness. The one containing the line, Allen's the one guy who knows everything. He goes on later saying, you don't remember that. Nobody else does either. And he says, isn't it odd that that piece I covered yesterday about the great realignment, all these voters moving from the Democrat Party over into the GOP? Isn't it odd how those people are moving over exactly as you double down on these, these phony fake prosecutions of Donald Trump that are going nowhere? You would think the Democrats, again, would suffer a consequence from their action. They don't. They don't. Their voters will stick with them no matter what and walk right off a cliff. They just cannot help themselves, which is the title of the next piece in the Washington Examiner. They can't help themselves. We are looking at the worst inflation crisis we have seen in decades. 
The PPI was even worse at 11.3, meaning prices are probably going to stay bad or get worse. You would think someone would say to themselves on the left, the AOCs or the Bernie Sanders or whatever, maybe it's time to dial it back and not crush the economy and not bury people's income and purchasing power in this inflationary cascade. They're doing none of the sort. They are doubling down and they want to spend even more money. Byron York, Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin are said to be negotiating over a new bill, perhaps around a trillion. That would include climate measures, clean energy subsidies, prescription drugs and healthcare subsidies and more. The two were said to be making progress until they hit a familiar obstacle, inflation. <laughs> you think they'd hit the obstacle and this would stop? No, 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 not at all. Schumer's mansion's having some second thoughts, but trust me when I tell you, Schumer and the Democrats are having no second thoughts at all. Elizabeth Warren's like, hey, Chuck, you got a beer? You want a drink? Uh, no, we don't have a beer, honey. These weirdos. These people are crazy. They will suffer no consequences for their actions whatsoever. Zero. None. All right. Let me get this last story and then I'll get to questions for Dan. I'll get to this, but the questions for Dan are really good today. But folks, it's time to start joining the rebellion here and it's happening everywhere. You know, the mandates, the authoritarianism, the top-downism, the tyranny we've been witnessing with vaccines and with masks and mandates and forced closures and arrests in Canada and the United States and around the world. There's a rebellion happening. It's time for you to join the Liberty Rebellion. True North, more unvaccinated Major League Baseball players refuse to play against the Blue Jays. So here's the long and short of it. Canada, which is now a... Uh, dictatorship that's just a fact it's not open for negotiation justin trudeau has thrown out any thrown out any idea of a representative democracy has all these mandates about entering the country to work or whatever it may be well some of these major league baseball players were going to play the toronto blue jays liberals toronto's in canada and apparently 10 players on the kansas city royals said double-barreled family friendly we're not doing that so we're just going to stay home and in a statement, the president of baseball operations said, well, at the end of the day, it's their choice. It's what they decide to do. And we've always been an organization that promotes and encourages individual choices. Unfortunately, some of this affects the team. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Forcing a bunch of young, healthy males to get an injection they don't want to get, backed up by, at, 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 at best, soft science, at best. Nope, we're not having that. Time to join the rebellion today. Folks, the story, I just want to end with this, about this tragic allegation of a 10-year-old being raped and seeking out an abortion in another state from Ohio keeps getting stranger by the moment. Of course, the Democrats who have mentioned very little um, about uh the tragedy of the case and, and mentioned most, uh, but mo mo mostly about the abortion angle because they care about narratives more than anything. The first thing that hit me is, um, is it a 10-year-old? Like, can we keep that at the forefront here? We're talking about a 10-year-old, a 10-year-old victim here. Here's another angle to this case that just emerged. Fox News has a piece on it. Apparently, the alleged rapist here was 27 years old but was listed as a minor in the abortionist report to the state. Dr. Caitlin Bernard reported that the alleged rapist was approximately 17 years old. 
in an official filing to the Indiana Department of Health obtained Thursday by Fox News Digital. On Wednesday, Ohio authorities charged 27-year-old Gerson Fuentes, an illegal immigrant from Guatemala, with rape of a minor under 13 years old in the case. I don't get ahead of my skis on these things, but ladies and gentlemen, it's this case. I'm not going to stop talking about it. The left, for some bizarre reason, keeps using this case as some kind of advocacy for their pro-abortion cause. Lefties, you want to be pro-abortion, go right ahead and make your case. I believe in free speech, unlike you. But can we keep it at the forefront here, please? If we're talking about a, a victim, a 10-year-old victim, what happened here? Why does it say 17 on that official filing, one year below 18? I guess we'll figure that out in the coming days. All right, time for questions for Dan. All right, this is Doc T. Money. T. Money, can you tell us what time, either in your police or Secret Service career, during which you were genuinely terrified, was it for your safety or someone else's that you were scared? How did you work through that fear to finish the job at hand, keep the faith? I don't know how to answer this without sounding like a fake tough guy. And I don't want to be ever a fake tough guy. I've never been genuinely terrified. I've been anxious, a little bit scared. Uh, It was one time in Kingston, Jamaica. We were with Jenna Bush. And we were going to interview someone. And Diane Sawyer, I may have told this story before, was there. I think they were doing something for 2020. But it 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 made TV and everything. And uh, we're sitting there with a cameraman and a bunch of people piled out in the middle of the street, in the middle of this like not very great part of Kingston, Jamaica. And a couple of them had uh, knives with them. And, and me, I thought, oh, my gosh, we got to get out of here. So the boss made a call. They dumped uh, Jenna in the back of the car. We got the heck out of there. That's probably one time I thought, man, this could really break bad. And I think the other time was in Afghanistan. When I was the lead advance agent for Obama's trip to Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan, which Biden uh, abandoned, we, uh, we had to get out of there bad. The Air Force One had taken off, and then the support plane, which is, looks the same as Air Force One, it's the same, you know, depending on which one he's on as Air Force One. We were scheduled to take off right after him. We were missing one of the people, one of the uh, agents. He couldn't find the, uh, it was just, it took forever for him to get there. I'm like, we got to go because the military guys are telling us, listen, they know you're here now. And if they start dropping IDF indirect fire in and this plane gets hit with a mortar, you guys are going to go down. And I was like, man, where is this guy? Finally, he made it. And he's like, got this rental car. And what do I do with the car? I'm like, just leave it here. I throw the keys to the, uh, to the military guy. I'm like, can you please take care of this? He's like, don't worry about it. I got it. It was like a base car or whatever. Rental it was like a rental in Bogram. You get the point. But that was it. But, uh, you know, you don't have time really to be scared. You just got to kind of like get it done. You're very anxious, though. This is for, uh, I guess, a candidate here at Coco for Montana. Running as a conservative in Montana State House here, Bozeman. She says, I have to say, you and the great, you and the great Rush Limbaugh are reason why. Well, I appreciate that. She says, if you're running in a D plus three district, that's a Democrat-leaning district, obviously. How do you know when to show your conservative cards and when to tiptoe in hopes of attracting independents and soft Democrats? Um, I'm a bad person to ask because I lost my race. I lost by one point for a congressional seat, but I lost because I didn't tiptoe. So um, I'm just not a good person to ask. I took the question deliberately because if you go back and look at my ads are probably still on any of these video platforms for my congressional run, you'll notice that they weren't tiptoeing around anything. But I'll just tell you one thing, not tiptoeing around being a conservative. You don't have to be obviously like a jerk about it, but not tiptoeing around being a conservative. 
I lost that seat by one point, that congressional seat, Maryland Congressional District 6. There have been, what, three or four different congressional races in that seat since then. No Republican has gotten within 15 points. Take from that what you wish. This is from atgot 81wa uh, What do you think is going to happen with the border? What if those Border Patrol agents just throw up their hands and say, screw it, and they all resign because of the harassment they get? I don't know what would happen. I brought this up often. When does peak frustration, frustration kick in with the Border Patrol? Will you see mass resignations? And just what we used to call in the police department, the blue flu. When cops get attacked so much, they eventually just throw up their hands and say, we'll respond when you call us, but we're not doing anything you don't ask us to do. I don't know when that happens, but when it does, I mean, what's it going to, the only thing is, what's it going to do? Get going to be more of an open pool. Borders open now. You just walk right in. It's really terrible what's happened to those Border Patrol guys. They're real heroes. They do a good job. At my life's hero. Hey, Dan, your podcast always flows so smoothly. Yeah, not so much today, folks. I got to be honest with you. Um, I enjoy doing the show. I never do a show if I don't, but had a bit of a rough morning. And they usually have an overall theme for the show. Content aside, the format really reminds me of a church sermon. Was there ever a time you considered entering the ministry and teaching the word? Uh, that's a great question. My, my fa- it's my favorite one today. Uh, no, and I'll tell you why. I did teach CCD for two years, which is uh, religious classes at my, my, uh, my church. But I don't feel worthy to do that. Uh, I don't. I'm a sinner. I've got a lot of foibles i'm trying to fix a lot of flaws i'm trying to fix um a lot a lot the seven deadly sins come chasing me down all the time and i don't feel like i'm worthy to preach to others i use my microphone because i'm a believer in jesus christ and the power of redemption and and, uh, and being saved and surrendering i believe in that power but uh i don't feel worthy to preach to others that's why i sit in the back in church that's where i belong in the back but good question it's my favorite one coyote man 19 coyote man dan do you think it's a good idea to get a concealed carry permit i'm looking to get one the thought of being on a list that could be leaked to democrat lawmakers makes me sick thanks for all you do and god bless you yeah that's always a consequence but you got to remember folks the democrats still can figure out ways to put together a list if they pass universal background checks number one these uh, dealers are forced to keep the paperwork on your transaction for, what is it, 20, 25 years. Uh, yes, it's worth getting a concealed carry, in my opinion. I Again, I think the Constitution is your carry permit, but some of the states don't feel that way. I have one. Um, so, yes, I think it's worth having. I'm not going to give you advice I wouldn't give to my own family or take myself. Ad Victoria Lee for USA. Hey, Dan, my father, age 84, says that JFK was the last good Democratic POTUS. Who do you say was the last good Democratic president of the United States? Thank you. I know I'm going to get in trouble for that. No matter how many times I preface this, I'm not agreeing with them. Not agreeing with them. Not agreeing with them. Please don't send me any, but Dan, you agree. But if I was forced at the barrel, the end of a barrel of a gun to take a Democrat president, Bill Clinton's second term, not first term, was the least destructive. He gave the speech the era of big government's over. Newt Gingrich worked with him a little bit. They got some welfare reforms in there, some tax cuts, some tax hikes. Um, Clinton, when he wasn't doing it, if we were forced, I don't agree with them. If you were forced, that's what that's, I think, second term Clinton. J. Hal V. Hey, Dan, 
What should be the first order of business for a GOP-led House? Border, economy, national security, budget, hearings on Hunter and others? Uh, I think national security, border, fentanyl at the border. I think we need that first. I think that's the easiest thing to expose the Biden administration on. There are just legions of people probably looking to testify. And there's video of the border being open right now. Hey, Dan, JNM41. How different do you think the world would be if the election hadn't been taken from President Trump in 2020? Uh, folks, that, that's probably the most important question. Be far different. I don't think Vladimir Putin would be in Ukraine right now. I think we would be getting out of Afghanistan, but we'd still be in Bagram and there'd be some sanity there on the ground. Uh, I think inflation, I think inflation would still be bad. There was a lot of money that was spent even in the Trump era, but I think they would be curbing it and future expectations of inflation would be bad and the economic fallout wouldn't be as bad. So uh, I, I, that's, I think the border obviously would be contained. It's just incredible how a few swing states decided to give us this other guy and uh, we're in a far worse place. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please don't miss my Fox show tomorrow night, 9 p.m. unfiltered. We've got a bunch of great guests for you. And I asked the question, is China laughing at us? I got a monologue I put together yesterday I think you're really going to like. See you tomorrow. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.